Thanks for joining us on the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrasser, the host. Hey, it's great to have you here. If you get a chance, subscribe. I love subscribers and I love feedback, so send some my way. Also, if you get a chance, head over to disrupteducation.co. You can see a lot of different things going on there in education reform, my blog, where I'm going to be. We can connect there as well. Want to remind you also, Ed Up Experience Podcast Network. Yes, Disrupt Education Podcast is a part of the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network. You want to check out this podcast network. There are so many innovators and education reformers and edupreneurs. Unbelievable amounts of great podcasts in here. Go to edupexperience.com. On today's podcast, I have Don Wetrick. He is the president and founder of Start Ed Up, a nonprofit that provides entrepreneurial events, training, and seed funding for young entrepreneurs. It's just an amazing pitch competition um, that is started in Indiana and in Indianapolis, and it's growing and growing and growing. Don is also a podcast host for Start Ed Up, uh, which hosts some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs and authors. This is a great discussion. I can't wait to have you hear it. It's coming up right after this. I recently asked Jake, who is a sophomore in high school, why he uses SpikeView to share his learning journey. Um, I think it's really cool that you know SpikeView is really putting that abstract into con- concrete data and knowledge and then displaying that to the outside world. And I think SpikeView is different than anything else out there. Um, like I said before, because it's really taking that, you know, th- that those abstract skill sets and those abstract experiences and putting them into data that, you know, is actually mathematic and scientific and, um, you know, that matches you up with the best programs and, um, you know, best places for you. People, um, you know, who are really trying to make those changes in the world and they're going to be using SpikeView because SpikeView is that app where you can, you know, take, take those experiences and take those passions and put them out there. Um, and share with other people. And that's, you know, that's really powerful. And that, you know, that professional networking piece, um, you know, to be with other like-minded teenagers, that puts you ahead. That puts you ahead in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, I think anyone who uses Spike View right now has a leg up in the future and excited to see, you know, where those Spike View alumni head up. Head to spikeview.com. Start your portfolio now for free. Are you an individual or business wanting to create an online course or training program, but are overwhelmed with the e-learning process and don't even know where to start? If so, you don't want to miss this free masterclass called Create and Launch a Successful E-Learning Program Online Course or Virtual Training, where you will learn the biggest mistake most people make with e-learning, the number one reason most e-learning programs fail, and the three pillars to create extraordinary value for your learners every time and much more. Get instant access to the free masterclass right now by clicking on the link in the description. All you have to do is sign in and you will get instant access to this free masterclass right now. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher.
Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostraus, the host. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We've got a great guest today. Don Wetrick is with us, the Started Up Foundation Podcast CEO, the Forrest Gump of education reform <laughs> and uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's jump in. Don, hey, thanks for being with us today, man. Man, kindred spirit, and a fan of what you do on the other side. Midwestern guy as well, so yeah. Thank you for having me on. A hundred percent, man. We're both from Indiana, so that's that's good. Uh, I'm from uh, South Bend. You're around the Indianapolis area. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing this these days. Um, you got a lot lined up. Uh, the pandemic has not stopped you, uh, although you know it's changed some things a little bit. Um, you're uh, yeah. in the Started Up Foundation, but uh, unpack that a little bit for us. Sure. Um, like credit where credit's due, the state of Indiana wanted to have this, you know, entrepreneurship pitch competition called Innovate Within. And on the first year they were going to do it, they reached out. They said, A, you should have your students participate. But B, if you if you would kindly help us out, that'd be great. So in year one, we helped out. In year two, we kind of co-ran it. In year three, we ran it. And then now in year four, we're hitting new heights. So um, we co-ran it with a university last year. This year we had like 11 university partners. So we kind of did it on our own, but with a, a, you know, support from each location, we had nine different regions, uh, rounded up several million dollars of scholarship opportunities. Um, and the thing that, you know, if anybody's has known or encountered me, um, I've been a bit opinionated on the, just go to college and figure it out later pipeline. What I've enjoyed is, is the, 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 the universities and colleges that want to work with us are seeing the value in the students that are wanting to like start now. And then maybe if they want to go continue their journey at some of these institutions. So um, it's just been great. It's like, I, I say this in a, I'm trying not to be boastful, but believe it or not, Indiana has the biggest high school pitch competition in the country. Um, the payout is insane. Uh, the, the people they get to meet is more insane. The experiences we give them, it's, it's, it's a, it's an accelerator after we identify the top 10, they it's, so it's not, and I'm not saying this to be snarky, but I am, it's not the pitch competition where a kid will say, you know, I'm, I don't like cancer. Cancer is bad. I've got to cure cancer through this app. No, you're not. And, and the thing is like, like, God bless those kids. But like, we, we wanted it to be something like our theme has been, do you see problems as opportunities? And and even if it is a, an idea, like, like a lot of times you'll see pitch competitions, like I want to start a t-shirt line or a food truck. Uh, food truck's a great idea to ask them, like, how are you solving a problem with a food truck? And if they're saying like, well, you know what? I did a market validation survey. Turns out in our area, there's no access to Korean barbecue. People voted they wanted Korean barbecue. I'm going to start a Korean barbecue truck and our, our, our zone is going to be these zones because the market indicator. Okay. Whoa, whoa. You are solving a problem, hundred percent. And now I'm hungry. <laughs> so yeah, well, but but that's that's my whole thing that I get so excited about is that you are solving a problem, and uh, and we appreciate that. So yeah, so we 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 do that. We're growing that. Um, like I said, we we've got a curriculum that we give away for free, um, so the students are more armed and prepared. And and uh, yeah, it just another, you know, the prize package is insanely well-funded, especially for that age. Mm -hmm. um, but even the students that just participate in round one, there's thousands of dollars in scholarships because 
again, the universities and colleges were like, okay, we are also looking for innovators. We're looking for students that, that want to take that journey and, and not just the GPA heroes. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, it is. It's, it's growing larger every year. I've, I've actually kind of closely watched you over the, just the last year. And, um, and it's amazing how big it's getting. We're going to get into that. Let's go back into your education then. Let's what, what, how, number one, what was your education path? And number two, <laughs> what was it that said, you know what, enough's enough. Let's launch this thing. Let's get some things going here. Um, so unpack that for us, man. Yeah, I got to start with my dad. So I love my dad. Um, my dad was a teacher. And I think it's probably the reason why I went back into teaching. I, I, I used to, I had a career before teaching for three years. Long story on that. But um, my dad, when I told him, hey, I'm going to go back and be a teacher, my dad never complained about education. My dad's a very positive, positive man. Um, I think I've heard him cuss once in his life, literally. I, I lived with Warden June Cleaver. I mean that lovingly. Um, but he says, you know, I told him, hey, dad, and I didn't ask them for money because they'd paid for my college and now I'm an adult. And so I was like, you know, hey, I'm thinking about going back to school and get my teaching degree. And he says, you know, I don't care if you teach for the next 25 years or 20 years, he told me. I don't care if you teach for the next 20 years. Just don't teach, you know, 20 years one time. Like, don't don't press repeat every year. And so it meant nothing to me then in year two and three, it meant a lot to me. And, and so he always wanted me to keep it fresh and, and it was really the kind of the foundations for innovation. But, you know, I, I taught um, for 10 years, uh, middle school English, and then I kind of lucked my way all of a sudden teaching documentary filmmaking and videography at the high school level. And that was kind of the, the, the early beginnings of learning by doing. I had an endorsement in college that had nothing really to do with videography. And so I was like, hey, I'll figure this out the night before and let's have fun. But that learning while doing was great. Then I started the innovation class after that. And that's the thing that just took us into a new direction. And the innovation class quite literally was because I watched a Dan Pink TED talk, what, 10 years ago? Started this class called Innovation and Open Source Learning. It got more press than I could imagine, and I wrote a book about it, and it more than my mom bought it. And um, actually, my mom didn't buy a copy; they expected a free one. But um, and then that's and then that's ultimately when I got this offer to like, will you run this? Will you you know basically take this over? And so started that foundation again. And there's nothing like hands on, man. Like uh, your, our stories are very similar. I had, I had, I was actually teaching elementary school kids hands on, and then you could see their learning grow. Um, well, let's jump into the the started up foundation and, and what you do. You you really clearly said what is a, a pain point. Um, number one in education is the tangible environment. Um, we do see a lot of these pitches, man. Of all right, we're just, you know, it's they're very soft and on the surface level pitches. Um, you're going deeper into that. Um, what are some of the the best things that you've seen come out of this besides obviously the amazing amounts of uh, right. scholarship money, but uh, what, are, what are some of the awesome things that youth are doing? So l let me start by saying that even though I was being snarky at the beginning, uh, what I truly love is, is that, you know, we saw a lot of pitches that in a competition sense weren't good, but you could tell this is the first time they were like, you know, I've been thinking and I've been hearing people complain. And honestly, that I get more excited about that, dude, than anything else, because 
yes, I'm looking for that student that knows how to build and scale an event, app, service, whatever. But I'm wanting more of that mindset shift of like, okay, I'm triggered. I'm going on Twitter and telling everybody the world sucks. No, you suck if you don't do anything about it. And, and so, so I got to say my, my, my most proud thing is we, we more than doubled in size during COVID. We gave them a curriculum to challenge their thinking. And I, I'm excited about that because I'm seriously like so many pitches were. So I was noticing something around my school or I was noticing something around my town or it occurred to me that no one else was doing this problem solved. I, so I, while I'm about to go into brag mode on what some of the high level ones were, honestly and truly, I'm not trying to make this the Miss America pageant, you know, feel good moment, but like truly that's where my heart is. Um, now that being said, we had some things that were from just insanely practical um, I actually probably shouldn't talk about this year's winners because I don't want to show favoritism because we are now done with our regionals and we have a top 10 that are going to go into the state. Um, so I'll, I'll mention some that, that, that didn't even place in the top 10 this year or some from like last couple of years. Um, like there was one student, his pitch was, I want to, I hope I don't mind this person talking to me about it. He, he, he says, I want to buy out my mentor. He says, I've been doing taxidermy for two and a half years and the guy makes really good money. He's in his late seventies and I'd like to make him an offer and tell him to stop. And he's like, he had his cost breakdown on what every animal was from, you know, deer to, you know, bear to dogs. I did not know that some people have their dogs forever. And, uh, but his, his, his whole thing was, he's like, I, I want to make a living off this. And I know exactly what the price, you know, and he even had insights on how he could market better. Um, just practical things. We, we saw another one. One of my favorites was that there was these girls that basically did a, um, an event. Uh, I don't actually, I don't even want to give it away because they're still in prototype mode, but let's just say the event, um, the, the girls that paid to be there end up being labor to make a product. And the girls were excited to make this product because it was a fun craft. The girls got to keep 10 of these. And as they were talking and having fun, they made a hundred of them. So they gave them an experience and then basically like, oh, we get to keep 10 of these. And then the, the entrepreneurs, these two ladies got to keep 90% of the product and sell them at local boutiques. That's genius. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, we, we've had some apps, we've had some like artificial intelligence, we've had some uh, things this year that are in medical that are actually going to go through clinical trials. It's been insane. Yeah. But again, I just like the student that's like saying, so I think I'm onto something and, and hearing that mindset that will forever change the way they view the world. These are your future city council people. These are your little league directors. These are your, big brothers, big sister directors that, that like, they know how to jump in and, and, and build and scale stuff. There's nothing like that curiosity, man. Like that curiosity that, Hey, I think I'm on to something is just that light. Uh, and I love that. Um, and, and here's, what's interesting to me. And I wanted to ask if, if you can maybe kind of, uh, expand on this, or maybe it's early, like COVID has just thrown a lot of wrenches into quote unquote, mm. traditional education. However, 
when people want to become innovative and start to take a look at entrepreneurship or in business in general, and, and I like even on the site, you're like, everybody doesn't have to be an entrepreneur and everybody's not cut out, but everybody should think like that, which is 100%. I'm in 100% agreement to that. What are some of the things that some of the students that you're hearing about their education path or the education system in, in, in general? Uh, are there are there some generalized topics that you're hearing over and over again? Um, or obviously we've seen some. So highlight some of those. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, uh, there's been a lot of mental health. How you doing, man? Things tied around it. Um, the only thing I, I'm, I'm going to take a sideways turn here, because the one thing that I didn't want to do is that right as the pandemic started, and I'm not saying that any people that did this are bad, I'm not, but there was a lot of, uh, hey, use promo code COVID and you're gonna get 30% off of her ed tech tool. And while I understand, you know, I do, I thought, but so like, cause we put out, like I was bored and I put out a course, it was free. It featured people from Tesla and all these other places. So I was like, this was my thing of like, hey, if your school doesn't have any curriculum, here's some innovation curriculum. So I'm guilty of it too. And I'm not saying that any of this, but, but I, I clearly saw a need. There was a lot of schools like, we don't know what we're doing. I'm like, great. Here's, because I heard a lot of people like, oh, we don't have time for an innovation class. I wish we could fit into our schedule. I'm like, do you guys have a plan of what you're doing? No? Great. I, inter I interviewed 10 entrepreneurs and or innovators, and this is the things they had to say, it's yours for free. So I thought that was a cool need. And then some of our students were doing the same thing of like, you know, we had a call once where we just were talking about possibly starting a, a like a teen council for every like mid-sized city of just saying, okay, put us to work. We're bored out of our minds. Is there something we can do here? And of course you saw a lot of, um, you know, a lot of news stories of, you know, there were some schools, universities that were like mass printing 3D face shields really quick or people that were doing mass. So I saw those things kind of rise the occasion. But, but I'd say for the most part, um, you know, a lot of mental health stuff. And then actually there's going to be an ugly side to this. But I saw a lot of people get really bored and get involved into investing in cryptocurrency. There is a lot of you. I'm being dude. I know some young people totally all get of a it. they're like, I don't know if this is real or not, but I've got like $200,000 in Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Six, sixfold on our, uh, on our, um, financial literacy courses next year, because <laughs> like we were right in the middle of that when, um, you know, the perfect storm hit when everybody was like, you know, all that, you know, the AMC and all that stuff was happening. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and and I think those real pieces trickling in and people are starting to figure out, hey, wait, we can do things, We you know, <laughs> or we can make some money or we can lose some money or we can just gamble, you know. So, uh, oh. but uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's going to have a whole huge ramification that people aren't thinking of because, again, sometimes when the government tries to help, they can, I mean, but first of all, the wealth gap just got even worse. So like the people that really didn't need the stimulus money, what did like the people that needed it the most, what did they do? Immediately paid off bills and rent and groceries. The people are like, oh, I got a check for $5,000. They bought Bitcoin and Dogecoin and AMC. And I mean, like, and I'm not saying that lightly. And like, 
it was the, the whole everybody gets free money was a dangerous thing and and uh there's gonna yeah <laughs> yeah that's that, for another show that's yeah another absolutely show. but i love that i mean uh, that's well, just because you do have a podcast, I want to I want to highlight, yeah, the the podcast, which is awesome, by the way. Um, and so now let's let's go into like the future, right? Let's let's take a look at what's what's next. You 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 have you've done your regional pitch competition, correct? Or are you going into your yeah. regional? No, uh, pitch I'm, competition? I just wrapped it up. Okay, just wrapped it up. And uh, going into a state competition. Um, all right. So outside of Indiana, what are we looking, man? Are we going? Uh, are we going nationwide? Yeah. yeah, we know we've currently got four. Um, inquiries and offers from other states yeah so, yeah um yeah. How, how do you how do you see this playing in now you're outside of systems are you in any any inside any like uh systems right now where they're using this as hey you know what we're going to go to school half day we're going to do your program the second half or anything like that you know i like yes uh but not but my curriculum was designed to be 10 minutes of your day that you could like I was getting feedback that some of it was being used in home ec classes. Awesome. Cause there was this misnomer like, Oh, well, we'll pass this along to our business teacher or DECA rep or like, it doesn't have to be, you can teach whatever. Um, but the, the weird thing is what was tracking it because it was free. Um, matter of fact, so what's next is we've got, I can't say quite some names, although I've already recorded a couple Well, one I can confirm cause it's already done, but like Seth Godin teaches the thing on marketing. Seth freaking Godin teaches and and this is all for free. Right. And so some of these people I've reached out to are are well known, but it was kind of like a, like hey man, thousands of kids are going to listen to this. Will you teach a we're talking a, a 15 to 20 minute course on the basics to kind of wet their beak a little bit on wanting to learn more. And so that's kind of the next thing. Um and so obviously if we're talking about this is used in more than one state, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, that was also a tough uh, financial decision is that, you know, in some cases, there's a couple of entities that are not happy with us because we are not charging and that's, you know, but we're a nonprofit and we decided to, to make it free. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was a, a weird thing because we could have, <laughs> and then the names we have coming on now, we definitely can, but, uh, again, uh, I think and, and 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 for that matter, like they're not like it's not like a one year entrepreneurship course. This is a 20 lesson enough for you to go. OK, and if you want to have it enhanced by your school because you already have a class. Awesome. We we just or if you don't. And truly, the reason why we got the start of this whole journey is that um, when I and by the way, when I say underserved schools, I mean rural as well. Uh, sometimes there's a misnomer, but so yeah. we had some really good raw pitches from underserved schools. And then when the judge asked the first question on market, you know, validity or, you know, how they're going to scale up or had they looked into venture and they didn't, they were stumped. They had, they didn't know some of the, some of the terminology. So when we did this class this first year, well, first of all, our, our underserved community doubled. It was amazing. And a lot of them were like, oh, I get your question now. And so it was, it was really good. And so that's, we're beefing up the curriculum. Um, we're, we're beefing up the experiences, our mentors that have already helped already. And the ones that we're bringing on board are insane. And I get more excited about that because uh, this is my only, this is my only other last snarky moment. And I know that, you know, this cause you're good at this too. I hate it when people was like, well, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, and the answer is, well, then go know people. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So, and then when our kids started to go like, wait, you asked them and you got a nothing. I asked them and I'm like, I'm a kid that wants to learn from you. Like, exactly. You'll get a yes sometimes faster than we will. Yeah. So when when all of a sudden those students like realize that they can reach out. And a lot of times asking at that low level isn't worth your time. You might as well shoot up here. Mm -hmm. Man, that's the coolest thing. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like a connection happening and and you see it go through. You're four years in. Um, This is interesting because you mentioned the college thing, right? And, and, you know, the credential there is, has its value if you know how to use it and you know how to play that game, right? Um, one of the things that, that I'm seeing is a lot of dropping of the college degree and looking more mm-hmm. at the skills and the in the, yeah. the thought process. Okay, so creative problem solvers and uh, adaptable to change. Well, we're all becoming adaptable to change because we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. But right. the creative problem solvers, that's the entrepreneurial mind. Are you seeing or do you see in the future any of these companies coming or maybe they already are saying, you know what, Don, we want to be in on this because we want to see – and then, by the way, we're going to connect, and this kid is going to jump into our organization. Yeah, so, yes. And I think that you know this already. You're just asking me to be nice. Yes, absolutely. You know this. You're seeing it. Because, <laughs> like, we're in a skills-based economy. That's it. And, and um, there's still some old school, but, like, it's starting to sound silly. Like, at a job interview, uh, all right, we're up against some competition. What do you got? I have a degree. That's great. Um, you know, we need some fresh ideas. We can you code? I have a three point eight. <laughs> like, I mean, these are all great things. Just because you did well in academia, what skills do you have? And that more and more people are looking for that. And and, and I'm not even talking about, you know, coding and 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 you know some of the like data analytics and stuff like that. I'm talking about Frito Lay. Like, 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 like they want to, like, can you think for yourself? The, it's not my problem. It's not my job is, is like, they don't want to hire that anymore. So the independent, well, I, I think one of the, the most classic, and a lot of people have already heard of this story. It's almost became a, a like a, a urban legend, but there was a lady back in the days where uh, when you took a flight, they actually had a meal, not just peanuts. <laughs> but um, several years ago, I believe it was United. A lady figured out that if she took the olive, out of their salad, it was going to save the airline like literally a half million dollars. That is so in demand. She took the time to go, huh, let me look into this. Did she get a 100, did she get a half million dollar raise? No, but like Seth Godin and Lynchpin, she probably became so indispensable that, that like employers, Walmart, Amazon, you know, places that yes, hire a mass on people, they want innovative people. And by the way, if if you are that person, you're not going to stay at the at the smallest level. They're going to you're going to climb so fast. And 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 I I think that's what's so exciting. Actually, JT McCormick taught a thing on on our pandemic thing. We he was talking about if you started off, you know, doing the cashier, you'd be regional manager with about in about a year if you kept asking for more responsibility and you kept proving your worth. That is, those are independent thinkers demanding that your 15 minute smoke break be valued and honored is okay. You're everybody else saying, I'm ready to take on more responsibility. I'm ready to, you know, to, to help out the company even more so I can rise and, and, and own a franchise someday, man, 
those kids are in high demand. Yeah, it's it, the who you know. We started there, and now the who you know. It used to be the track, and it used to be quote unquote a little bit inequitable, right? But now the what you know and the who you know, it's all out there. Love it. And LinkedIn taught us that too, because yeah. like, so you're right. It used to be very cronyism. Well, now it doesn't matter because if you're making a name for yourself, and and the, the internet has democratized all that. So my dad had a, had a, he was, you know, and a partner at this practice. And like, that's, I'm not saying it's dead. I'm saying it's greatly diminished because of all of a sudden, because I know that some of my students, this is why we embraced LinkedIn so much so long ago. They're at first they're like, Mr. Wetrick, there's no 16 year olds on LinkedIn. I'm like, exactly. Who is on there? 40 year olds are like, you re you remind me of me when I was your age and then the opportunities. So we might be, you know, brothers from another mother or something, man. We're just like, and I love that. It's so true. And it, and it is like now there's no excuse, right? Even, even like that's what kind of my mantra with the unlearning coaches. Look, school sucks is no longer an excuse. Like, right. Just make it work for you, right? Like, yeah. and then show. So I want to give you a shot here, uh, wrapping up. Um, how can people connect? How can people give? How can people understand what you're doing? Um, and obviously, you know, and I know, this thing is going to grow bigger. Um, that's going to be more responsibility, but you'll be okay, man. you got great people around you. But uh, yeah, how can people connect and, uh, and sure. give and figure out different ways to, uh, to offer up some things? So um, branding-wise, a lot of our things go through Innovate Within. That's innovate, W-I-T-H-I-N.org. Um, there is a spot there that you can donate. Our, our parent company, or really what the 529, I'm sorry, 529, different, different method of saving. Our 501c3 is called Start Ed Up Foundation. You can go to startedupfoundation.org. That's really long, I'm sorry. And by the way, note is not Startup Ed. Um, somebody parked that years ago and was charging an insane amount to yeah. uh, unpark it. So it was startedupfoundation.org. Uh, there's a donate button there if you feel so compelled. But, you know, more than anything, um, introductions and like, hey, I'm a parent and I want, you know, you know, we're wanting to get involved. Actually, it's funny. Last, last shameless yeah. plug. We have received so many letters from other states saying, man, I wish my daughter could participate in Innovate Within. We're running a national accelerator. Um next summer uh we are going to bring uh, 10 to 15 teams of exiting high school seniors and have them live here and then give them some time to say and by the way they're already halfway there so it's not like an idea this isn't a unicorn yeah um, but we're going to give them a summer to figure out do you want to go straight to market or do you want to go to college um and give them that that time to do that so uh, if if you are listening out there and you're like you don't know my 17 year old, this girl's gonna run the world someday. Let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, my email address is dwetrick <laughs> at startedupfoundation.org. That's D-W-E-T-T-R-I-C-K at startedupfoundation.org. You know that's all going in the notes, man. Um, I really appreciate everything you're doing, man. There's nothing like you said when you when you light that curiosity up and then you give somebody the confidence to build on their ideas and actually make them tangible. You're doing great things, brother, and I really, really appreciate it. Disrupting education. No, back at yeah. you, back yeah. at you. So, I know what you're doing, hey. and I, I like. And you're doing a state that's not that easy, so <laughs> you, you got a little more red tape than we do. So uh, I've got big scissors. I, 
Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're I, it's funny. Last little story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was starting to like, we came across each other because, um, I was talking to a, a guy, he had his own podcast and one time, um, I was making this comment and I said, Oh man, that's a small world. And he's like, no, he's like, it's an enormous world. He's like the amount of, and this is his words, not mine. He mm-hmm. says the amount of do, and this was during the football season. He goes, the amount of dudes <laughs> that were out there complaining about the Packers four, three defense is an immense world. <laughs> the amount of people focused on what we're talking about. That's the small world. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's awesome because those people, and I'm not trying to be an elitist thing here, but I see evidence from classrooms and I just know what's going on. And so I just love the the things that I see coming from your classroom because you know what's going on. So I yeah. appreciate the work you're yeah. doing. Man. Yeah, it's it's fun digging it up and disrupting the heck out of it, man. So um, all right, man. Appreciate it. We'll put all your, you guys want to connect and check this guy out. Uh, Don, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, all these uh, connects are in the notes. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Disrupt Education.